Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and you know what? It's Sunday. Feels good. It's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet, and once again, I am joined by my supportive co-hosts. Would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? Hey, it's me and Stephanie, aka Captain Steph, on Twitter, the Snowclear on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. And, uh, you know, uh, I do not live in Yonkers, I have not done business in Yonkers, and, uh, I have, I've never been to Yonkers, I don't think. Uh, and what's up? It's me, I'm back, I was gone, I think, uh, so long as that episode actually happened, I'm not sure even, uh, that's how gone I was. It's going live tomorrow as of recording. I see, I see. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's me, Eric, I, I should have said my name, hello, I'm here. I don't have a Hello, joke this him. time. But yeah, how uh, hey Dom, how are how are you doing tonight? You're you're an ass. Um, <laughs> no, I'm doing pretty well. Um, Sundays once a month, I go to a local bar to support a drag brunch, um, and sometimes brunch goes from noon to seven, and you have to roll with those punches. It just be like that sometimes. Big work. Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm pretty good. I had a good weekend. Um, it was a long week at work, but it was a very relaxing weekend, so I'm feeling pretty good. How about yourself? I'm, uh, yeah, same. It was a, it was a busy weekend for me, uh, but feeling good. Got got a bunch of stuff done, and uh, going into the week with some, some uh, fingers crossed on some, some opportunities. So feeling good about that. Eat you, Eric. Uh, you know, um, had some anxiety this week, but, uh, gotten over that, so... <laughs> Have I gotten over that? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> no one, the world may Wait never know. Wait and see. Wait and on see. On the next is. episode of Geekly Reveal. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I had a very, uh, Magic the Gathering filled week. Not because I played or anything, I just, uh, just, <laughs> I... I, you know, put the salve on my wound that was anxiety by just buying too many magic cards. So Retail therapy. Sometimes it works. It gives you, you know, something to focus ha- on. It's true. I had a similar week, actually. Yeah, nice. Dom decided to get into Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, finally. <laughs> finally. After, after much badger- badgering. There's that part of me that's like... There's a- Magic the Badgering. There's a part that part of me that want to play as like a hipster, but at the same time, I'm like, but it seems cool though. I think the more hipster thing to do is play Magic the Gathering because it's been around for so long. You could just that does put you could be I'm playing it ironically. You could be a Magic the Gathering hipster and like only choose to play sets that came out between the years of like 1991 and 1997 or something. Oh yeah, because I just have like $13,000 just sitting around. You could do it, you wouldn't have a competitive deck, but you could do it for cheaper. Oh, that's kind of fun to hear, actually. Yeah. Uh, I will investigate further. (laughs) I know, I'm talking more about Lorcana, which is still Magic the Gathering, but just what if Disney did it through Ravensburger? Ravensburger, yep. The puzzle people. Uh, It's pretty... Yes, actually, the exact same people. The uh, very we're not same. joking. The same group. Uh, but yeah, yeah. This nice. week was uh, a uh, this week was a Lorcana release, right? It was uh, Into the Inklands came out on technically Friday, I think, right? 
Yes. Uh, you know, I kind of want to, like, you're our, like, local resident card person. I kind of want to give that to you, but I know that's not your card game, so I can, you know, keep yeah, it Yeah, I mean, I, I just know that it, uh, all I know is that it came out, <laughs> like, and that people seem to like it. Uh, that's all I really know about it. Yeah, it was uh, a very hotly anticipated deck because um, the people that are very into the competitive are somewhat tired of the current meta. It's very funny to see that a meta has evolved with a game that has two sets because there's an online official client. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. Like, there was a meta, you know, within the first alpha beta release of Magic the Gathering. Like, there were were certain things that worked and certain things that didn't. So, it makes sense. Yeah, I think just with, uh, you know, when Magic came out, maybe the internet wasn't quite as uh, advanced as it is today. Uh, It wasn't a thing, (laughs) period. Yeah. (laughs) So people have a current uh, a, a platform they use to test decks against, uh, you just do whatever cards you want. So even before the cards fully came out, um, we did get to see what was, uh, like, the official clients told us what was coming out. So people have been testing and labbing decks and like, oh, this is really going to get rid of the meta that we currently have versus, hey, if you can't afford the cards, you don't know if running four of anything will work because you don't have it. So maybe it's a bad deck, actually. Uh, yeah, it sure would be nice if there was like a way to do that with magic uh, that you know didn't involve also still paying money for virtual cards. Right. So it's, it's one of those cool things where it, it does change the outlook, but it is uh, pretty cool. But uh, yeah, this new, this new expansion came out, and I did get lucky. I was able to uh, procure a box uh, quite legally and nothing shady, like no breaking street date or anything. I could have broken um, street date for you. <laughs> but shipping, though, so yeah. it wouldn't have, it would have been like, ah, I just, mail. I would have bought it and opened it for you, and we could have just done a live stream of it. You know, I, I did talk to, to my wife about it. My wife, that's for you. Um, I did, can, we talked about, I'm like, Part of me really is hurting that I'm going to just open this box and look at it because I'm content-brained and I'm like, but I could open this for content because unboxing. I said, you know what? No, I'm just going to appreciate my hobby. Yeah, dude. Uh, Try opening (laughs) six booster boxes and sitting through each of them being like, I should really be fucking streaming this. (laughs) Yeah, it was was 24 booster packs and I said, you know what? I am blessed to be in a financial position. I wish to appreciate this little treat and then I ate some cake. Uh, (laughs) But this uh, this set was hotly anticipated because it introduced a couple of new mechanics. Um, The major mechanic was locations. So it's a new type of card where you can have your character sit at uh, that'll apply an effect. If sometimes, sometimes it just exists and just generates passive points for you, but sometimes it can do something. Um, as well as, it's not really a keyword, but they introduce something else that can happen. You can move damage from one character to another, and that's one of those. This isn't really big enough to like make a big deal about, but it is a new thing that's in this. So they have uh, a little instructions in the boosters, but. It was fun. I got some cards I wanted. Missed some stuff that I could have got from a starter deck, so it's one of those this is super rare, but I can also get it very easily if I just go buy it. Mm-hmm. So That does kind of price control because you can't sell the one Scrooge card for more than $17 because people could just go buy a starter deck and get it. So good luck trying to sell the foil version for more. So It's nice. They had DuckTales, Tailspin... Some more Moana cards. Uh, Was that Atlantis one from the new set, or yeah, Atlantis as well. So I did get a, I got a card that is like the Golden Kida from oh, cool. Atlantis. Uh-huh. So not like the Enchanted version with the fancy art, or even a foil version. 
but I did get some cards that are like considered rare. So overall, it was a good pool. It's just one of those. There's no holographic Charizard really, other than the enchanted cards. Uh-huh. Um, that's a reference for my '90s kids. Uh, it's a reference for people who open Pokemon cards now. Like when they still print. Okay, cool. When they print a new Charizard, the most expensive card in every set is going to be the full art foil Charizard. Like, yeah, so Lorcana has yeah. Enchanteds like, as their full art, which are slightly different than... They're like very rare cards already, and getting them in foil is even rare, but then they have the full art versions. They don't have a power boost, they're just more rare, and I think Elsa's going for like $600 right now, or 1000 or something. Oh. Uh, it's one of those cards that if you see it, you're like, oh, this is going straight into my bank account, I'm not going to play this, I'll get the cheap version to play, Yep. unless you have like... <laughs> an appreciation but it was very fun opening cards and i'm looking forward to where this game goes honestly it's uh it's fun i hope to play with you all when we uh have our little friendships throughout the year yeah yeah i'm I'm, I'm actually i'm excited to give it a shot too like i've watched some gameplay of it and it it seems it seems like a well-developed card game which is more than a lot of like you know brand tie-in games can end up being so or like other like like mtg like Clones. try to come for the try to come for the throne you best not miss kind of thing like yeah yeah it's almost like you know what well, we know who the king is so we're not gonna come for the king but we're gonna build another kingdom because our game might not be as big but we know people love disney yeah so let's not make so we want to get all the disney people like that's why elsa is so expensive it's a good card don't get me wrong but it's not like this is going to break the game level it's just Elsa, <laughs> you yeah. know, because um, there's a Tinkerbell card that's very good. This is like maybe half the price of that because it's so rare. You're like, yeah, I, I see why this card is not the one that's breaking the bank because who's out there like, I love Tinkerbell, guys. She's my favorite Disney character. It's Those the, people just get a tattoo and move on. It's the know? different. <laughs> it's the difference between a card game that like because like Pokemon kind of has the same thing where people are wanting to collect the specific Pokemon that they like, you know, like a Charizard, like a Mewtwo, like a Mew, like that kind of stuff. It's yeah. the difference between having a card game that its primary value for collectors is nostalgia or appreciation of a character versus its primary price driving factor being for gameplay purposes. Like, yeah, there are still has both. And that makes me happy. Yeah, I I think that there are still, you know, people there are still cards in magic that are like, you know, the the art on this is really nice. And therefore, it's worth way more or it's like a limited one. It has like a serialized number on it or whatever. Um, But the majority of like the expensive cards are because the cards are good and people want to play them (laughs) Um, or they saw them in a winning deck at a tournament. Yeah. is. Yeah, I think that's what really hit that nice middle ground of this card is pretty good, and it's also like one of the most popular characters that Disney has created in the recent years. Yeah, and the art is just good, even if you don't give a crap about this character. Like that would be nice to have. I think that was a good trifecta, but I'll be fine without it. I have the non-rare version, which is different art. I'm like, oh, so I have the power. That's not worth very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what we've been up to, um, unless you all have been up to anything else. I guess I played a game recently, if y'all want to talk about that, but we can get into food crimes if not. Yeah, I was gonna, I yeah. Mean, do you do you want to talk some sort of on cards? Do you want to talk a little bit about Magic the Gathering stuff, and then we can do some food crimes? Yeah, actually, because there was a pretty big um, Magic event this weekend. There was MagicCon Chicago, 
uh, which, yeah, it's, it's, this time of year is when they do generally, like, a bunch of reveals about sets that throughout the rest of the year, uh, kind of stopping with, like, the fall sets, so now we know everything about, like, what's coming spring and, like, summer into the beginning of fall, but not, like, late fall, winter stuff. Um, there was also a tournament, it was the first tournament, uh, that used the new murders at Karlov Manor set, uh, Mm -hmm. so I think the results were just tonight, I- I just saw the post that's who about whoever won. So that means that there will be a bunch of price changes and cards and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting once people look at their deck lists and stuff. Um, I eventually want to go to one. Of, like, this is, might be one of the few conventions that I'd be really interested in going to is like a Magic Con because they literally just have tables for people to sit and play at. And like, no, that's... Yeah, I've always seen that at some conventions and I'm like, oh, that seems pretty cool, but I don't know... Is this, like, a hobby thing or, like, a big thing, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, like, MagicCon specifically, it's, like, they have, like, areas where it's, like, here's where all the people are sitting to play the Commander format. Here's the place where people are sitting to play the Popper Commander format. And I'm, like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to just go and do that for a weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, they had a bunch of reveals about the, the upcoming sets. Um, Outlaws at Thunder Junction is exactly what we thought it was. It's a Cowboys, like, Wild West-style thing, um, but in Magic. Uh, though, like, Wizards of the Coast is being, like, really weird about the depiction of guns in their products. Um, okay. Where they say that they're not going to put guns in Magic the Gathering, and that's why there wasn't a revolver card in the Clue set that just came out. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the core parts of Clue, actually. Right. But... Then they show off a picture of a centaur cowboy that ju- like had straight up had guns. Like, yeah, they were magic guns, but the, a a gun is a gun. <laughs> it lo- yeah, it's a Nerf gun looking gun, but it's a gun. Yeah, uh, like. And, you also, know, but- I just like there's so there, not even with magic. I feel like the Wild West, quote unquote, as a setting, it all is such a charged and dangerous exactly terrain like- to enter. I don't like, think it's just that, implicit Native American racism. Like, yeah, and I think that they're I, trying to stay away from that by having it be just literally about like villains from other planes are hiding out in this place called Thunder Junction that just happens to be in a desert. Like, I yeah, don't. At best, you still gotta be blasted, even if there's no like <laughs> racism. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't think that it, it's. I, I at least from what I saw, I hope that there's not any like indigenous peoples. Like, I mean, they already had a set that did that like last year with the the um, Ixalan, which is like I was gonna you know, say the uh, the, the Mesoamerica one, yeah. yeah, the Aztec one. Um, I I don't know it. The art they showed off was funny. Like, there's wanted posters as like the special card art is for oh, that's like cute. yeah. Um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of interesting things that they're doing with it. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite being, I don't think I sent this to you guys, but uh, the <laughs> new mechanic they're introducing in the uh, Outlaws of Thunder Junction thing is... Here, I'm, I'm about to send you an image that <laughs> is uh, that shows off the wanted poster. Also, your favorite character, Steph. Uh the hot fairy man. <laughs> oh, I love Oko. this guy. He's like a Loki, right? Uh, no, he's like an Oberon. 
Like he's like a okay. pr- like like Prince of Fairies type thing. Yeah, um, he's so he dope might... looking. He was my avatar on on Arena for a while. Yeah, he reminds me of the dude that, like the warlord from One Piece from the. Yeah, dude, he was in the live action one, but Mihawk? I don't know what he shows up in the anime. Mihawk, Mihawk kind of, yeah. yeah, just just having like the a hat and a. He's only got a tiny again. sword though. Hey, that's Mihawk that's what made him memorable. One tiny sword. But so it, probably too. They showed off his card first, and it 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 implicitly uh, spoiled a mechanic in the in the new set uh, because his one of his abilities is draw two cards. If you've committed a crime this turn, discard a card. It's like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does like, committing a crime mean? What does committing a crime in Magic the Gathering uh, entail? Um, you know, there were a lot of fun jokes about that online throughout the weekend. And it turns out committing a crime is just targeting a player or a creature with a spell or ability. That's it. So that's just playing, playing the, the game. game. Playing the game is a crime. <laughs> <laughs> They, they but, finally said it. They were finally brave enough to say that playing Magic the Gathering is a crime. But this led players to going through and finding cards that were technically crimes versus ones that weren't. So, like, the card Wedding Ring, which, like, targets a creature and one of your creatures and another creature and, like, they're married now. Or mm-hmm. um, or run away together. Or, like, you, you know, these things that sound nice. Those are all crimes. But Wrath of God, which literally kills all creatures, is not a crime because it doesn't target a specific creature. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's like when an insurance okay, is like, well, it was an act of God, so we yeah, can't it was an cover act that. Of God, we can't do it. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it, it it was just very funny to see people being like, well, so this is a crime, but this isn't a crime. Like, uh, you know, it, it it's fun. It, it's... Uh, like there's a card called Adds Vandal. a little bit of a laugh to the yeah. The there's whole. a card card called Vandal Blast, which like for its basic casting, like it just destroys an artifact. But you can pay extra to have it destroy all artifacts. So Does if that you go it further from not, into not a crime, into not a crime. So so if you pay more for it, it's not a crime. Just like the rich are getting away with it again. <laughs> like <laughs> it's uh, just like me it, for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the difference between theft and liquidation, I suppose. Exactly. Like, it's... Yeah, that would be a good thing, too. There are cards that, like, target a creature and you gain control of that creature. But if there's a card... If there are cards that target that you gain control of all creatures, that's not a crime. So... Yeah, imprisonment versus slavery. Yeah. You know, victory... Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just funny. By the victors. It's just a funny thing. Um, I like the wanted poster art. I think it looks good. Um... Yeah, it's really cool. The other thing they showed off a bunch of was, um, I guess, two other sets. I mean, they showed off the rest of their Fallout set, which we discussed about before the podcast started recording. I It's Fallout, like, the Bethesda game series. I think it looks bad. Um, <laughs> I don't care about it. I It's a product I won't be buying. It, people who like Fallout are real excited about it. I just, I don't care. Hey, good for them, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, like the Doctor I'm, Who I'm glad thing. they're happy with something, but it's it, it ain't the same yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, they showed off what is their big, like, um, premium set of the year for the summer called Modern Horizons 3, which is always... These sets are always, like, hotly debated as to whether they're good or not for, like, the health of mm-hmm. the game. Because, like, so... 
Modern Horizons like is when they do power creep kind of way. Yeah, pl- power creep and like it's basically Modern Horizons is a set that prints cards directly into the format called Modern. So it's not mm-hmm. a standard legal set, so it can't be played in standard tournaments. It can only be played in what's called a modern tournament. But every time they've printed one, it just completely breaks the game because it just <laughs> it just absolutely destroys the power level. Like it's a, uh, and it's already seeming like it's going to do that again because what they've showed off and of it's like oh great it. yeah and, it's, and just they keep doing it and it's like to justify the fact that they want to charge four hundred dollars for a booster box of it. You know, like okay. that's all it is. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You're I, literally selling power. Exactly. And, like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, there's stuff in it that I'm going to want. Uh, the thing that people are mostly mad about about it right now is that... Be, I said it was Modern Horizons, so it's for the format Modern, right? Mm-hmm. One of the side products they're releasing with it are four Commander decks, which doesn't compute because that's a different format. And yeah. if you're printing good cards for Commander in Modern Horizons you technically aren't doing the thing that Modern Horizons is supposed to do, which is print cards for the modern format. So... Hell yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing other than... And and the, the Mark Rosewater, who's, like, one of the, the guys that, like, regularly communicates with the community, uh-huh. like, his response basically boiled down to, people like to buy this, <laughs> and we like money. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're that's... not gonna stop printing something that people like to buy. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't appreciate it, but I respect it. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, he sense. tried to put it. He put it in a way that was like so, like backhandedly, like it was, I, it was I, corporate com speak. Yeah, and it was yeah. one of those things where, like, reading between the lines, it's like, no, what you're saying is that you're going to do it because it makes you money. Like, we get it. Like, uh, but yeah, then the two other sets they showed off were, um, I guess I should lead with the one that I think is just stupid. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that there's an Assassin's Creed set coming out this year. Are there guns in that one? No, not that I can <laughs> see yet. Uh, but Does you know, Assassin's Creed even use guns like that, or are they more just kind of like some of them? Like some of them well, have the, guns. There's like a Revolutionary War one in there. There's yeah. There's also one that's in like Victorian London. They had guns. Like uh, I don't know, anyway. man. Uh, anyways, Assassin's uh, Creed set. Ass Creed. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen a gun in the Ass Creed set yet, but I have seen Leonardo da Vinci. You know, historical figure Leonardo da Vinci on a magic card. What are his specs? <laughs> uh, I, I read his ability. I, it was one. He's a blue card, of course, so he just does complicated blue card shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is blue card like the uh, artifact set? No, uh, blue cards it's like are like weird spells and shit and buffs. Yeah, and like shit. spells, spell okay. slinger stuff. Like, let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, here's the Leonardo da Vinci card. And, uh, oh yeah, they're printing it in Italian with a, uh, limited, like, with a, it's like a picture of him painting the Mona Lisa <laughs> in Italian. That feels illegal. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, he makes, he makes thopters, which are like, you know, him making the gyrocopter in real life. And like, I don't know. I just don't care. I don't care about Assassin's Creed, but I think it's so weirdly funny to have historical figures on magic cards because like they're doing a cleopatra card like that's like those are real people. those are they're people not, they're the, not assassin's creed yeah right. like they are they are doing like it's like you saying know, napoleon who you might know from the uh the abyssong waterloo yeah like 
you know, they do have like Assassin's Creed characters as well, but like also first off, the the special art for the Cleopatra card is cool as hell. I do really like it. No, sure. But but it's like Oh, you know Genghis Khan, like from Epic Rap Battles of History? Right. <laughs> like, I don't think that's the thing he's known no. for. <laughs> but like, yeah, so I you know, they they haven't shown off a ton of it, but like where do you stop along the line of like when is it okay to stop like to have a historical figure? Because like Leonardo da Vinci, that's like long enough ago that like his relatives probably aren't around that they know. Like Cleopatra, same deal. But like Karl Marx is an Assassin's Creed. Do we get a Karl Marx card? Like right? does he redistribute the lands according to the number of creatures that each opponent controls? Like <laughs> I mean not saying we should put Karl Marx, but that does sound like an interesting mechanic for the game. Uh, when I, a friend and I were joking around about that, and then after thinking about it for a while, I was like, no, that's actually a really interesting thing to do, and they should print that card, <laughs> but maybe not Karl Marx. <laughs> and it would be really funny, too, because it would make it, it would make certain people angry, yes. that it would be funny to make angry. Well, and it's also, it would, it would... Somebody online suggested they're like, I hope they make a Karl Marx card, and I hope it's like the like the One Ring, and it's serialized that there's one of one Karl Marx because that's just the most capitalistic bullshit you can do, and it would make him so fucking mad, like, <laughs> right? That's that's like that's the most evil, shitty, funny thing you could do. Yeah, it's like printing out like a Kurt Cobain Funko Pop is like he would have hated this. Yes, uh, it's almost funny. It is, it's not good. Yeah, but. and I don't think they should do that. I just, uh, <clears throat> it's just, it is that question of, like, how long in history does the person have to be dead and gone for it to be okay to print them on a magic card? <laughs> like, right, like, you you're know. not putting, like, Abraham Lincoln on a magic card. Right. But you do might, if a... it was, like, an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter tie-in or some yeah. dumb shit like that. Like, do and we get I a Queen what... Victoria? Do we get, like, you know... That's what makes it weird, because they're tying it to a video game. Yeah. Like, almost as if this isn't historical Leonardo da Vinci, it's Assassin's Creed Leonardo da Vinci. It's like, it's like is there a real difference? This isn't real Alexander Hamilton, this is musical Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a much better person, probably, <laughs> I just, based on U.S. history. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what more we get. Of, about that just because i think it's so stupid i i have no interest in buying it again <laughs> like fucking whatever but like just the fact that it's like here's some actual historical people that's <laughs> like, so make like a robespierre one but ha it has like a counter <laughs> on it so that like after a certain amount of like creatures killed it gets killed like yeah <laughs> And, like, people argue, like, we have had historical people appear on Magic cards before, like, in the Legends set, but it was, like, mm -hmm. that was something that they admit being, like, there's a Nebuchadnezzar, like, uh, <laughs> card, but, like, they've never reprinted him because they recognize that it was a mistake to print biblical characters on a Magic the Gathering set. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a reference to the Matrix, right? <laughs> no, not because this is pre-The pre Matrix. So oh, wow. yeah, that That's was wild. Legends was like pre nineteen ninety two. But also the the ship in the Matrix. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, like from the Matrix, as if the ship in the Matrix is not named after the biblical Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, is this Leonardo from from Life or Leonardo from Ninja Turtles, Turtles or from Assassin's Creed? Those are three different guys. Yeah, I 
Either way, silly thing. I I yeah. I just want to see what they're putting in it. I have no <laughs> interest in buying it. This is also like really tying into like the whole product fatigue issue with Magic the Gathering. These are all yeah. things that they talked about at one panel, like being like, one here's all panel? the future products. Not even just yeah. one weekend. No one yeah. panel. Yeah. Uh, and the third one they went into more detail about is called Bloomborough, which I've mentioned before on the show. It's the upcoming set that is like late summer, early fall, I think. That's a um. It is the closest to a red wall tie-in that we will get in Magic the Gathering without it being actual red wall. Um, it's yeah, little furry like creatures. Little, little <laughs> yeah. woodland critters. There's critters and vermin, probably. Much like yes. in the Red Wall series. Yeah. Um, there's a, a lot of really cool cards that they showed off from it. Um, they showed off one of their most famous characters, Jace Bellerin. Like, if you've seen a Magic the Gathering product, you've probably seen a picture of Jace. He was the face of Magic for literally a decade. He was on the Magic the Gathering Hot Pockets. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, he got turned, like, apparently people think going to that plane as a planeswalker turns you into a critter, because there's another planeswalker there that got turned into an otter, uh, which is fun. Um, That's cute. But, like, all of the art is really cute, extremely reminiscent of... Uh, like, like Redwall aesthetics? Redwall aesthetics, like, I, I'll send a couple to the... A lot of food tokens here. going around? Probably, um, we, we're not sure yet too much on, like, what the, um... Oh, yeah, like, there's, like, a big, big, uh, whatchamacallit, like, a hare in a, in a military uniform. Yeah. Just Basil Stag hair over here. Like, there's a, uh, you know, the Matthias character is named Mabel, and she's a mouse with a sword and a shield. Like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> this is what we call on the nose in the business. Yeah, um, the thing is, is it's probably the most interesting looking of any set that they showed, because it's like, oh, this is, like, a cute new thing that you're doing with, like, you know, little critters and stuff. A different aesthetic and, and, like, kind of, like, a different style guide than... Yeah, um, and I think, I think it's, you know, probably more interesting than some of the other things that they were showing off. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited for that one. That's... That is the one that I'm like, oh, cool, I want that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, and, and that's kind of like everything they showed off. I'm sure there's stuff I'm missing, but God, I've already talked for so long about this stuff. <laughs> that, like, Quick, I'm, I, I'm going to pivot like, to food crime. It feels like real magic, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a busy Anyone week, so any? I think food crime, makes, food crime makes sense. You know? Anyone got that's, any? Food crimes? I had a Baconator for the first time today. Ooh, really? For the, yeah. for the first time? I've never had a Baconator. I, yeah, I that's realized what throws it. me off. Yeah, I, I realized it, that at least that I can remember. Like, maybe I had one when they first came out, but I... Wendy's has always been my, like, spicy chicken sandwich place. Yeah. And Wendy's does good chicken. And today I just really wanted a burger, and they had a pretzel Baconator. It's so like a Baconator on a pretzel Ooh. bun, and I ate that, uh... And was like, wow, this was probably 1,200 calories in one meal. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. I do really, 
pretzel bun is so good. That's pretzel buns are I've never good had with something. Everything. Yeah, a pretzel bun has never been the reason a sandwich was bad. Ever. Yeah, it has never dis- I've never fruit. been disappointed by a pretzel bun, especially when they warm it up a little bit. Let's, oh yeah, that's clutch. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I I just uh just ate a lot this week. We got <laughs> <laughs> we got um it, it, well I also got pizza burn like four days in a row. So I'm just like really at the end of my the end of my physical rope here. Um, not from pizza in all cases, but oh okay, you okay. know what I mean by pizza burn though. Uh, yeah, like. Like the the top the top part of your uh, mouth the, towards the front. Exactly. Like I thought I just for example, mentioned yesterday. Them. Yesterday I had we got lamb dumplings and I put the whole dumpling in my mouth because I was worried that it would fall apart if I put if I bit it. And then it was really fucking hot and I was like sitting the... there doing the like. <sighs> oh no! <laughs> the hubris of man. Truly. <laughs> No, I I uh I got pizza burn from a bagel this week. Not a pizza bagel, just to clear the just air. Just a regular bagel. Uh, just to so, clear the well, air. The allegations are say, false. It was not a regular bagel. It was like a French toast maple bagel. Oh, a little bit pricier huh. at Aldi, so it was uh, a little bougie, but good shit. Burnt my mouth. But thought y'all might want to know. That's rough, buddy. But n- yeah, no food crimes this week. Um, if y'all are interested in what uh, today's libations where i did have a uh, cold brew martini that was a caramel cold brew martini it was uh, very tasty it looked you sent a picture of it to our one group chat and boy it did it look yummy it, it very, it, it very like, much was, I would that fuck was that the, up. Uh, it was the second one i had uh and they were at the end of their nice glass hour so it was just in like a big shot glass uh but good stuff nice cool yeah well, i'm uh, still yeah, any still going strong on, on... So, well, still, still going strong on my uh, what call my dry February, uh, going to my next happy hour uh, during dry, dry February this week, and can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to shame anyone for stopping drinking. Dry February is a good idea, so is dry January. But out of all the Februarys you picked, if you don't plan on maintaining it, you picked the worst one in four years. <laughs> as it is leap year you picked a weird february but <laughs> the longest, I, uh, longest one well that that's good are you um i don't think it's completely dry like you're still like in soup land right yeah yeah steph still drinks water yeah <laughs> yeah it's hydrating I'm saying uh dry not sober <laughs> okay you know soup is intoxicating let's say yeah um, it's my one of my uh all-time number one oh we were making another Okay. I thought you just meant, like, was Steph hydrating, period. Like, and I thought it was a very silly question, but now I understand the reference. Oh. Yeah, like, that's why I said soup. Like, soup's... Love to hydrate. Soup's moist. Yeah, you know. Uh, This was not a busy week, honestly. That's why we kind of been vamping a lot. Um, (laughs) But we should say, there's another character reveal coming soon. Actually, a few will be coming soon. Uh, We will be recording some, and March is going to be... Very busy for, you know, propping up the homies, but get ready to read and see local places. But other than that, um, I think the big news this week was Nintendo Direct. So let's go to, let's go back in time a little bit. Let's go back to last Friday. We can go back to last Friday. You watched uh, Pokemon Concierge, right? Oh, well, 
did you want to talk about the Nintendo Direct? That, I thought no, it was I want to talk Friday. about Pokemon first. Okay, let's talk, I want about, talk Pokemon about Pokemon then. first. There's a, yeah, there's a, Pokemon, it was a big Pokemon uh, week. Yeah, they uh, actually announced more episodes of Pokemon Concierge coming out, which is good. They should always be making that show. It's very cozy and lovely. Uh, it's a good reason to have Netflix. And yeah, Steph just recently really watched it for the first time. Yeah, I watched it uh, last weekend. I was just like, or like between when we recorded on Monday and <laughs> <laughs> and this recording. Uh, so whenever, at some point during that span of time, it's all a blur. But um, yeah, it was really cute. I did watch it. I watched it in Japanese, but I think I'm going to watch it again in English. Uh, just because I felt like it, because it was very like, kind of like Japanese story it felt like I, I was like i want to watch it this way first but um it's short enough that that's not a huge um, but yeah it took uh, it's like an hour and 20 minutes it's four episodes like it's so. when i watched it i got the impression it made me feel weird because there's like four major characters there's the mm-hmm. owner of the of the resort our main mm-hmm. character and then a white guy and a black woman and i got the vibe from the white guy that he's from the america of pokemon almost mm-hmm. and that the black girl might be from anywhere but potentially like the america of pokemon which we know there is like um would that be the unova region is new york i want to say yes the black and, and white but, yeah. So, yeah and then sword and shield i want to say is sort of like european british specific i think sword and yeah sword and shield is british and then x and y was like french i want to say yeah so there are regions in pokemon that correspond to our world in a way and i think the default characters always to be like Jodo kanto are like japanese but when i saw like a black woman in we watched the dub and she seemed to be a black woman not just we made a brown person but they're also just an anime character and the mm-hmm. white guy was like a surfer guy i'm like i want to hear what all these voices would be like as intended it would was it be interesting or dub? it was funny to me about the 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 white guy is that the subs called him Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, but the uh, the credits called him Tyra, T-A-I-R-A, oh. <laughs> which is just how you would spell Tyra, Tyler, yeah. in, like, Katakana Ego, but, like, I was like, but Tyra could be a Japanese name. Also a name. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, who are you, Tyler? Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what kind of what kind of white guy he's meant to be because I did watch it in Japanese. Well, he had like a puka shell necklace, right? Mm-hmm. I want to say. I, I figured I he was just... either Australian or like Californian. Californian. <laughs> yeah, it was one or the other, and I, I and I kind of felt like that might make more sense that he was Australian in theory, so that the black woman would be like American. Um, but she was my favorite character from that. I want a cosplayer. She's amazing. Uh, she's so great. She's very cool. Uh, but yeah, it's a good show. Have you seen it, Eric? Pokemon Concierge? You know I don't watch anything ever. I thought you were watching <laughs> a movie a, a movie a week to keep yourself. I'm, tr- I'm fucking trying, man. It's hard. I. That's all we can do, my dude. <laughs> that's really all we can do. If you've made a passing attempt, that's more than enough for me. Yeah, so. I. It's one of those things where, like, I. I think I'm my brain just is broken in such a way that the way I watch things is I just put them on in the background and it's just so much easier to do that with like streams and stuff like that of just like Honestly. people talking about games or magic or playing a board game in the background like that's so much easier for me to not have to like 
for like eating various delicious foods. Yeah, like that way I, I don't I feel like I don't have to like focus on it. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I I feel like I like to multitask my media consumption. Like yeah, I like no, that's yeah. real. Like I like playing a video game and having like a podcast on, which is why like sometimes I don't always have the sound on in a game and that's not a way to play most games. Like I really should have the sound on. But I, don't know. I think a lot of games have gone down that road of like we want to make music that people would give awards to, but also if you're not using it, you can still enjoy the game. Yeah, because there's too much stuff. <laughs> you uh-huh. can't get through it all. We have to multitask. That's the the only way. And it's almost as if watching something without other content is a is a separate experience. Um, like when we watch stuff, I mean, I guess we're multitasking, but watching it over dinner. Mm-hmm. That's a different implication than, oh, let's just put this on because I want to catch up with it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Very rarely do I feel like I sit down to fully watch something. I, just like I, I very rarely sit down to fully put my attention into playing something. Like I'm usually doing something else at the same time. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think those are for like special occasions. And I don't think that's wrong. And it's not a diminishing statement to any of the art. Um, but I, I feel different about games that I've been excited for versus games I just want to play to play. Like, Baldur's Gate, I listen to podcasts in the background when I'm not in the dialogue moments. Yeah. But, like, when I played Death Bulge, I was in. I'm like, I want to hear every sound, every music, the different, like, that the characters talk in. I want to hear all the sound effects, you know, until I got to, like, the end and I was grinding stuff. But it's it's real. That's why dubs are good, because you can multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I feel, I do feel like that is something that it it took us forever to watch like Parasite, for example, just because we were like we want to sit down and actually watch this and pay attention to the, the moments and twists and turns and like not miss any of the subtitles. Yeah. And that's what the weird thing is cuz if you go to a theater, you just do that. Mm-hmm. Um It threw me off like going to the theater recently and I don't want to be a boomer. But it does seem like "quote unquote" kids nowadays. I hate to say it that way because I'm old, but fuck it. Um, they do seem to, from the movies I've been to where younger people were in, they seem to see it as just like another thing. Uh-huh. And like... they'll talk during the movie, like have conversations. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to watch the movie. And I'm like, I don't want to be an asshole, but you're fucking up my experience because my brain can't not listen to you, even if I can't hear you. Um, and when we went to see Mithrigan, we're like, whatever, who cares? It's Mithrigan. It's, it's a Blumhouse movie. They didn't give a shit. But I'm watching, like, Scream, was it six? Like, yo, I care about this movie. Why are people talking? What's going on? I, um, that has a lot to do also with, like, you are not the first, nor you'll be the last person to say that, like, there are, like, attitude issues with certain people in, like, the younger generations right now. Like, I have a lot of friends who are teachers who say, like, it has been different trying to teach now than it was even just a few years ago where like people don't know how to behave people don't like know a... how to act because they lived in isolation for two years like, yeah and it's like i, I don't i want to make sure formative that I'm not being socialization old. years yeah i just want to make sure that if i'm getting mad at the younger generation it's for valid reasons and not because i'm old because the stuff i get mad about being about old yeah, of course I hate Skibbity Toilet. I'm above 30, <laughs> but that's fine. Like, I can't get mad at people for being cringe. 
Right. But talking in a theater, I'm like, hey, bro, that's affecting me. Please yeah, stop. Yeah, it's just impolite. It's like there, like certain things about manners have possibly changed, but like maybe change isn't always good. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a coworker. I was talking about this. I'm like, you have young, you have like teenage kids, you know? What do you think? He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I go pick up my kids from the, I'll pick up my daughter from the movies. They're like around almost driving age. Maybe a couple of them can drive. And he will say, how was the movie? Like, oh, we don't really know. We weren't really watching it. He's like, so what were you doing? Then like, why did you pay $20 to sit in the dark? And like, yeah, in our generation. You do that if, at home. We've got yeah, sitting in, in the dark at home. <laughs> if we weren't watching a movie, we were doing something else that we wouldn't tell our parents about. And we would lie. Yeah. And say, I don't know. It didn't make sense. Because you were being inappropriate. But to tell your parents, I didn't really watch the movie, that means you weren't messing around. You just were fucking around. And that has something like to do with phone. the fact that there are no, like, third spaces that, like, teens can kind of just yeah. coexist in. Like, we grew up with malls. Like, you know, yeah, maybe I'm you not... didn't have money to go spend at a mall, but you went there just to fuck around. Like, Yeah, I'm not mad at the kids. I'm mad at the system that makes kids, like, we'll go sit in a movie to do something and talk through and, like, but no. Yeah. Go somewhere else. <laughs> But there is nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's But don't bad. worry, uh they closed all the libraries on set on Sundays, but uh but the NYPD has a dance team. Good. So. Can we can we can we talk can we talk about the dance team actually? I've had some um I, I want to get into this because uh, they can't otherwise even we'll talk about it. They've been apparently together for it, this isn't a new dance team. Apparently they've been oh. together for a while. And that just means like and they were only performing on local news when it went viral. But they don't have any rhythm. They couldn't <laughs> well, even dance good. I mean, they couldn't even do the well, dance they were doing well. We can, we can laugh at cops for their ineptitude at like extracurriculars. But I did want to bring up a point because um, I, I had some friends bring this up to me. And I, I want to explore it. The cops, and obviously firemen, but cops have a lot of extracurricular activities. Because mm-hmm. it's good to give people extracurricular activities so they don't commit crime. Um but the cops have had extracurriculars like basketball teams and football teams. But it does seem like a bit of the internet has latched on to a dance team. And that's more of like a feminine-centered uh, activity. Often, mm-hmm. not completely. So is, is, do you think there's something to that where... Do you think it's more of like, oh, we just happen to all be paying attention now? Or do you think there might be something like, oh, there's like women being happy. I think... Let's retroactively like get met. Because like the same way that, oh, it sucks that Taylor Swift has her plane. It's like, you're right. But she's not the first person to fuck up our environment, so why do you care now? Is it I legit, think, or how'd you get there? I think with the dance team specifically, like, there is probably an element of misogyny to it, but it just happened to be the thing that blew up right now. Like, if it had been, okay. like, if if it had been, I don't know, like a men's softball team or something that had, like, I don't know, a goofy moment on a local television station, perhaps that would be the topic of discussion and also i guess you could also go into talking about like where these extracurricular activities for the rest of the like for the rest of the city like are if if like if our taxes are subsidizing uh extracurriculars for people who do nothing right like why aren't they being subsidized for me um, right, yeah, because I've worked at places before that do have, like, oh, hey, we have, like, a volleyball team, and we do that every couple of weeks, or 
maybe we play against another company. Like, we are competitors, but, like, screw it. We'll just have our teams play basketball together because people need to live. I think um, I think there's also something... And it's, what are we... Yeah. What are we paying for that? You know? Yeah. Go ahead. I think there's also something it's like dance is not standardly seen as a sport, even though it is competitive and there is judgment, like judging to it, mm-hmm. like that there's ways that it, it's done. It's an, it's an activity, that kind of thing. Like if I think back to like high school, like there was a high school dance team and marching band, which were both looked at as being support classes not mm-hmm. not being <laughs> physical education even though both of them do d- involve a high degree of coordination movement like you know repetition exercise like teamwork all that kind of stuff but because they aren't a traditional sport they're not treated as being part of physical education or part of like you know being viewed as like a standard like like you know intercurricular thing that you could do like you know baseball softball Mm -hmm. you can't letter and dance right Um, kind of thing and it's 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 one of those things where like maybe the the pushback on it it might have something to do with some amount of misogyny but it also just might have something to do with like the way that americans view sport as being so like down to like one of three things like baseball, basketball, yeah. football, American football. Like, right. <laughs> you know, if it's not one of those three, like people don't think it's a sport. Right. Cause I think I, the thing I fell into because I'm part of the, I'm, I'm part of this country. So misogyny is, is second nature for me. So I've always, always have to try to break it. But when I see dance, my first thought is why would the NYPD hire a dance team? Like what, what are they trying to like pull? It's like, oh no, we just have people who like to dance. And it's a whole thing of, and this is probably a bad take too, and I admit that. But I remember I used to think that cheerleading for sports is not a sport. Cheerleading at competitions is. Even though it's the exact same activity, you might do something. So I'm like, if you're going to a competition, that's a sport, you can let her in it. But if you're just going to the football games, that's not. And I think that's a bad take. I think that's incorrect, and I want to get rid of that take. But I think a lot of people feel that way, like, who are you cheerleading to, an audience or two judges? Right. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are like, they have a dance team, they're trying to, like, cover up their crimes. Well, it's like, here's no, they're actually, just dancing for fun. What I'm going to say, I controversially going to change my mind on the NYPD dance team. I think it's great. Let's keep these cops off our streets and in these <laughs> programs. <laughs> That's why I made the joke, like, you know, extracurriculars keep people from committing crime. I mean, I genuinely do think that, like, companies in general should look harder at, like, providing those kind of outlets should people want them. Like, even the company that I work for, uh, like, has, like, a culture council that is now working on getting, like, intramural sports going and stuff like that. Like, the... I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. It's not something I'm really interested in just because I'm not an outdoor... I'm not an outdoor boy, if you guys didn't know. Um, <laughs> but, like... Eric's an indoor cat. It's true. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I do think it's good to, like, put that kind of stuff out there for the people who might be interested in it. And, like, I think that there is a lack of um, organized community that we don't, yeah. like, that we have, mm-hmm. like, in American culture. Especially, like, if you're not religious, Like, if you're not attending, like, weekly church services, or if you're not, like, politically involved in, like, your local community, chances are... You don't really have a lot. Yeah, you don't really have a ton. 
So yeah, your best bet is to be an alcoholic or like somebody who plays a lot of board games. That's yeah. pretty much your only outlets. Yeah, that's why I spend so much money on Magic the Gathering because it gives me the ability to show up at a shop and be like, "All right, who's got a table that Hello. can play?" Like, who would like I... have, to have a built-in friend for the next hour and a half? Like... Exactly. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what's rough because I've been playing some. I've been playing Lorcana, and it's like, I but I feel obligated to like spend money at the shop because I'm like, I am just using your space that. I think ultimately you want people to buy stuff, but you want to foster the community. I I will say, like, as somebody who has that same issue, like, when I go somewhere to play Magic, if they don't charge a cover fee, it's polite to buy some, like, buy a single pack of cards. Buy yeah, something like small. Going to, going yeah. to, like, a book like launch or something. Bar. Like, you should buy yeah. a book while you're in the indie yeah. bookstore. Like, like, I wish yeah, places... I don't mind... I don't mind doing it. It just makes me feel bad that it's, like, there is no third place that you can go to without spending money. Yeah. There's, and, well, there's like the 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 idea of like a community center has truly died off. Like there's not like you yeah, know a civic center I think that's or whatever. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I grew up in a, I, mean, I grew up in a neighborhood it's even, like really expensive to go to the Y. Even exactly like I grew up in a neighborhood that didn't have a local Y, but we did have a civic center. But the civic center okay. was only accessible if you reserved it ahead of time. Like so, was it really so like, not that accessible? Yeah, really. so not really that accessible. Um, you know and. Like, public parks are becoming more and more of hostile places for you to be as an adult or a teenager. You know, like, it's uh, yeah. it's hard to say. And, like, places like local game stores trying to offer these kind of spaces for people, like, do also have to balance out that, like, they are they exist in capitalism and they have to turn a profit in order to continue to be there. So, yeah. And, and granted, like, if you're going there, you probably are the person who would buy a pack even if you weren't going there. Yeah. So, like, that is nice, but it is... I always it makes that, me like, sad I, that I have, like, I feel like I have to buy something even though I want to. It, it feels bad that I have to the thing, as my community spot. I don't know if, like, your spots have this, but the thing that I, like, some sh- shops around my city do is they will have, like, snacks and drinks for sale. And, like, if you're there for, like, extended periods, like, just buying, like, a candy bar or a bag of chips for, like, the two or three dollars they're going to ask for is at least being, like, here, I'm willing to give you money for being here, you know? Yeah. Like, like it's... That's what's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to just be, like, we'll just buy a pack of cards when, like, packs of cards are now, like, used to be three dollars and now are, like, six to eight dollars. Like... Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> It's kind of pricey, but I think people kind of get it, and yeah, you know, it's. I, I, I think building the community is advertisement in a way. Yeah, uh, and I don't think that's the goal, but we know we know where we exist. Capitalism. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll jump off that before we get too too dark and dire. But I did <laughs> want to ask you all about like how you felt about the dance team stuff because I'm like, hey, yo, you know our political stance, but also let's not be misogynist, but like. More female prison guards isn't praxis. Uh, so, uh, we got yeah. there, we got there. Let's, uh, about there, again. Let's finish with, yeah. Finish Nintendo strong with a Nintendo Direct. Direct. Which is so funny because I, it was a super weak Nintendo Direct. <laughs> it was pretty weak. Going into it, I thought it was not a partner showcase. It turned out to be a partner showcase, which is their third parties. Uh, I didn't see anything that amped me up, but I did see some release dates that made me happy. I bought uh, Penny's Big Penny's Big Breakaway, which is made by the Sonic Mania devs, a game that I knew about and I knew that I wanted. So the direct mm-hmm. was like, it's available today. I'm like, like thanks oh, for cool. telling me. This could have been an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see anything that 
stuck out to you, made an impact, Eric? I'm having to look up what was on there again, because I don't think that there was... That does not speak highly for the, uh, for the impact. No, um... And, and that's the hard part about some of this stuff where it's like, this is good stuff, but it doesn't impact. Like, Suica game is gonna be multiplayer, I... Cool. cool. You're not like, what's, I'm not going to run out of the room and kick the door down and be like, baby, there's, there's a Suica game. What's not cool about uh, that is that it's paid DLC. Like, I that's weird to me. Um, it's like, okay, I'll just play next to a friend and see who wins first. Yeah. Um, like Pepper Grinders coming out. I, again, again, a game I care about a lot. I've cared about it for like seven years. The Direct didn't give me more information. No. Um, the... Like, it's cool that they're doing the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Like, that's neat. Those are good games. Um, I'm not going to buy them again. Like, <laughs> uh, that's just not a thing I need. Uh, yeah, I guess there's the Monster Hunter Stories game that's like a Pokemon type. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I have the um, second one people. that was on Switch, so, like, getting the first one on Switch is neat. Like, that's cool. Okay, um, so it can bring people in. Yeah. And then, um, there was one... Shin Megami Tensei Five. Apparently it was good enough that they're doing, like, the Persona 4 Royale treatment to it. Uh, they do this with and every... it's going multi-platform? This, they do this with literally every one of them. So... Okay, I didn't know they did it with the SMT games, so that's news to yeah, me. Yeah, because there was one for... It was, like, SMT4, it was, like, SMT4 and then SMT4 Apocalypse, and SMT3 okay. and then SMT3 Nocturne. So, like, they do it with every single one, so... And, like, the weird part about it is, like, the story here... Is that it's going multi-platform? Yeah, which is which not the direct. Didn't tell <laughs> yeah, us that because it's the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, because I bought Penny's Big Breakaway on PS5 because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want it to load. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's some cool stuff. It's good to hear that Nintendo is making sure to talk to people. Yeah. Um, and I guess Mother Three is coming out again, but not in America. Yeah, dude, which is What like, the fuck? So I have things to say about like that was kind of the the big thing for me was like they did announce they're like we're putting out some rare games onto the like Nintendo Games Service, and it's like a bunch of garbage that nobody really cares about in the, in the English side. Like it, it was just stuff that is like I guess that's cool. I don't care. But yeah. then Japan for their Game Boy Advance service gets Mother Three, and it's like cool. I saw people talking about that on uh, yet, Twitter. Yet another release of Mother Three that we're not getting in English, and like there's <laughs> probably had to get up and run around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some reasons for that. Um, like and but the thing not to do is harass the creator of Mother Three on Twitter about it, which like American fans have been doing. The man doesn't even work for Nintendo anymore, and he's in his seventies. Leave him alone. Like, just, <laughs> really, Jesus. He writes like daily like mini essays. Like, let him write his mini daily mini essays in peace, and don't ask him anything about Mother Three. Like, he's, yeah, he's not gonna have an answer. Um. But yeah, that that's a little bit disappointing, and you know, I I don't anything think anything I would uh, care about in there. Uh, well, about Mother Three specifically, you might be interested. So the reason that they're they're probably not going to be ever translating it is there's like a group of characters in Mother Three called the Magips the Magipsies. Let me. Yeah. Um. Which you might think just from like the name is bad. But, uh, the, what they actually are is pretty bad, too. Is. Hmm, yeah. They're, they're like, bad. They're all guys in dresses. They're bad caricatures of cross-dressers. 
like the way that like japan portrayed them for a very long yeah, time like kind of like okama stereotype yeah so like there's the reason we're probably not seeing this ever in english is because those are in the game and like i don't know that they want to do the work to try to like fix that in any way yeah um so that's kind of disappointing uh and then the only other thing i cared about at the partner showcase is unicorn overload which is like a game i already knew i wanted to buy and they're like hey by the way it comes out march 8th think about it it's like yeah i know like i'm waiting Think about that yeah wait so you <laughs> tell me you weren't excited for a demon slayer sweep of the board no the mario party demon slayer game nope and i surprisingly <laughs> oh i wasn't God. what oh what yeah mario party demon yeah. slayer game look in my defense i, I don't want to play it um well, I want to play it. I don't want to buy it. In my defense, I'm just happy it's not a 3D arena fighter yeah. game, which are very accessible for people. I'm glad they keep making those, but I just want to see more anime games that aren't that. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to make this. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, There's like a new like South Park game, I guess, that's coming out that I don't give a shit about. I don't care about the Gundam game that's coming out, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I love Gundam, but that's, it's Gundam. That's wild. It's Gundam Breaker, which is not a good series. <laughs> oh, because I do care about the South Park game actually. Because South Park, ever since they made Stick of Truth, they make pretty solid games. Um, I only played a bit of Stick of Truth, and then I saw the fractured butthole. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, these both are good games, and if you're a South Park fan, the stories are actually good. It's one of those things that makes me curious about, like, what is Matt and Trey's whole deal? Mm-hmm. Because there are libertarians that are like, you're probably actually liberals, but you don't want to admit it. Because um, it doesn't seem like you want to uh, do the things that uh, libertarians want to do. Uh, you just don't want to be liberal or conservative, which I guess I get that. But um, Well, you don't want to say you're one or the other because then it would alienate your potential fan base. I get that from a capitalist standpoint. I don't think that's their goal. I think they're just dickheads. <laughs> and they think they're above it, and they're not. Uh, that's a good guess, though. You might be right, too. But I think they're just dickheads. Um, it's lack of faith. Yeah. But uh, the there's a new Snow super... Day game does look pretty cool. So I, I, I kind of want to play it. But you know how I play games. I just, I, you know, I played Breath of the Wild five years after the fact. Yeah. So, you know? uh, there's a new... I don't know if you would care about this stuff. There's a new Super Monkey Ball <laughs> game coming out. I don't know if you ever played Banana Monkey Ball. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're not going to play World of Goo 2? No. I say that as a joke. The people who care about World of Goo, they really who would want World of Goo 2, are very excited. And I'm happy for those people. And I have literally no notes. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, uh, yeah it was it was a disappointing direct. Even if, Like I said, I had a couple games announced that I care about. I didn't get much out of this direct. I'm like, oh, I would have, yeah, I would have appreciated just making the email. This is a very clear end of console life direct. Like, if your partners <laughs> aren't putting out anything, like, noteworthy in the next, like, half year, like, uh... Because they're all just kind of, like, waiting for the Switch 2 situation to drop. Yeah, which, like, it, it was leaked, like, this past week that the Switch 2 is being yeah. delayed until 2025. So... Which, you know... Fine. So just As kind somebody of treading who, water. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of in that weird zone. Um, but as somebody who, like I said, I got pennies. But these are all good games. Let me not. Let me not mince words. These are all good games. But no one cares about this as a showcase. Right. It was it's, a very strange thing to to try to put out as a showcase. Yeah. Like Tales of Kanzer Kanzera Zao. 
you know, the game that it was announced at the Game Awards. It's uh, based on Afrofuturism, a game I'm excited about and I am contemplating getting. I don't think anyone who was like a Switch devout person who would watch this needed to see that. Yeah. Like we're all we're we're good, man. Like just tell us about something new. Release dates. Thanks for the heads up, but okay. Yeah. And not as not as positive as I was hoping. I, would I think be, we have a so. Pokemon Direct coming up this next week, so maybe we'll see something interesting there. Uh, yeah, we're gonna probably see the new generation as well as some update for Pokemon. Sleep. I don't know if we're gonna see a new generation. I think we're gonna see another remake. What for? Like, uh, would that be at this point? No, it'd black, be, diamond, it'd be mm, black and white, diamond and pearl. White, yeah, we're just the last one. But yeah, I was yeah, gonna that, say so we know black them. and white. Yeah, I think I think. So we're we gonna get Pokemon Ebony, Black and Ivory White. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> the only thing that would be cool about a Black and White remake is if they combine Black and White and Black and White Two into one game. No, that would that, that's a good that's idea. a Maybe good like idea Jet for Black? a remake. Yeah, Jet Black yeah. and Jet Black, Jet... Blinding White or something. Like... Yeah, Snow White. It's, it's the title that's hard. Like the actual concept, I think they have a lot of. There's a lot of value there. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot of Pokemon fans really, really like Black and White, and they don't want Nintendo to like fuck it up with like a remake. I think that Black and White were only good in your memory, because uh, trying to go back and play them, they're not. They're not good. <laughs> well, they're in a weird spot because it's the first time that they try to go a little bit 3D, right? Yes, and the sprites instead of being like one box tall, were all like two boxes tall, and it kind of looked off and weird. Uh, it's a game that doesn't need a remake and needs a fix. Yeah. But uh, but it had, like, one of the best villains, though. Yes, it did. Uh, like, like, N had a point? Yeah. I think... Because <laughs> Giovanni was a criminal, and then Ruby and Sapphire were just like, what if Flood or Fire? And then um, <laughs> Cyrus was like, what if I just destroy the universe? And N was like, I just want to free the Pokemon, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's a... I th- I know that it's, like, one that people like a lot, so, like, don't take what I said as me, like, telling you it's a terrible game. Like, I know it was, like, very well-beloved, but, like, I think that it will do well with a remake, and I think that it will, uh, if they combine Black and White and Black and White 2, so you're not buying two games to get the full story. Yeah, two, like, $70 games. Two $70 games that were almost exactly identical, it's just the story was different. Like, the story being yeah. told by the game was different, but otherwise it was the same Pokemon, the same zones, like... Was it even, like, less than going from gold and silver to crystal? Was it even less of a jump than that? In my opinion, yes, but other people would probably tell you no. <laughs> okay, so, like, red and blue and green to yellow, then. Yeah, like, oh, here's Pikachu in a surfing mini game, but it's the same game. Yeah, well, actually, that was actually a pretty big update. I too. mean, I don't know, like, because at least, like, I guess Black and White Two, as I said, is a different story, but it like, there's so little same town, yeah, same, same town, same probably. characters. It's like I don't, I don't think that it was different enough to justify it being a second release, uh, which is why I think combining it with the first one for a re-release would be good. Yeah. Um, heh, I'm curious to see what we get. Yep. I I mean, it also could be that there's no announcement about a new game at all. Or maybe it's another Legends game. We have no idea. So. Or maybe they'll let Game Freak take, like, four extra seconds to do something yeah. for once. <laughs> I do just think that it is too early for the next generation, because we haven't had an in-between game yet. So. I hope we get another Pokemon Legends. That would be cool. I would. So I think there was a fake leak. Like when I say fake leak, it wasn't even a leak. It was someone made some lie up 
Like, we're going to get a Pokemon Legends <laughs> Sinnoh. And I'm like, they're not going to just call it Sinnoh. Right. The one, but, the one that I saw that people said, like, as a possible, like, as a suggested title was, like, Pokemon Legends Celebi, which would be, like, the one from, like, uh, Johto, which I was like, that'd be cool. Like, I, and Celebi is, like, a time Celebi. travel type thing, so. I have a shiny one. Yeah. Uh, look, if they release another Pink. Legends game that's kind of similar in that style, I, 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 I'd be ready for it. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think we did it, y'all. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think we have, uh. We d- we done did a podcast. No, I want to vamp Steph, more about I know, Pokemon. We talk. We can always vamp about Pokemon, but you know, I'm holding Steph, my water gun. I'm holding my fake a... laser Magic the Gathering laser gun. <laughs> End this I don't, podcast. I don't have a good response or plus one to that. But was there any topic <laughs> stuff that we? Is there anything you want to talk about that we missed? I don't think so. I did jack shit this week. I read I read Light Lark, which if you are a uh, like a or I read the second Light Lark book, uh, Nightbane. So if you're like a, a an Akotar fan, like Court of Thorns and Roses fan, you might like those. They're fun. Um, other than that, haven't really done jack shit this week except uh, like sit around and apply to jobs and uh, watch Taskmaster. So Taskmaster, I'm just good. here that, here to hang out with sense. the homies. Okay, well. <laughs> If you don't have anything else, could you uh, take us to the social media bees? I can. Uh, so if you want to find us on the internet, you could do that. Uh, we are at Character Rev on Twitter, Character Reveal on Facebook and Instagram. We're characterreveal.synthelcast.com in your browser of choice. And we are Character Reveal in your podcast catcher. Uh, if you want to uh, find us in a way that offers a rating and review system and you give us a, it would be great to get a five-star rating or a cool review from you. Um, really like you know helps visibility. Uh, we really appreciate it. Nice free, cool, free way to help us out. Um, if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. Uh, individually too. Uh, Dom is brother Dom anywhere he wants to be found on the internet. Uh, Eric is Tindy Losi in certain uh circles, and I am Captain Stuff on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Stuff on Instagram. Uh, and you know if you want to support us, uh, there are still ways to do that uh you can as we said leave a rating or review uh t- tell a friend that's cool um or uh you could become a patreon backer uh for a dollar or more per month and you know the coffee sponsorship it's over unfortunately the company poor grinding coffee company we had a good a great run they uh but they are going out of business so uh it's a bummer, but so I can't throw it at Dom to do the coffee spiel, unfortunately. But if you're a business and you want to sponsor us, you can contact us for that as well. Yeah, characterbealatgmail.com. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're open for sponsors. Uh, we like to help people out. We like to get helped out. And, you know, if you're good people, we like good people. So, yeah. Uh, keep the eye yeah if you're an energy but, drink, maybe not. Sorry. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Just, just be cool. Um, <laughs> also, sometimes there are meme ones that are sometimes fun to meme. So you know, we uh, we appreciate a non-deadly meme, uh, but no, no deadly. But yeah, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with another episode. I don't have anything else. So until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye.